Welcome to the Pharmacy Future Leaders Podcast with your host, Tony Guerra. The Pharmacy Future Leaders is part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network, focusing on pharmacy student perspectives, interviews, and the future outlook of our pharmacy industry. This is Kellen Moran. I'm a pharmacist and the Medication Adherence Research Fellow at the University of Illinois at Chicago and Takeda Pharmaceuticals, and you're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I'm your co-host, Tony Guerra, for the Pharmacy Future Leaders Podcast, broadcasting from the DMACC Ankeny, Iowa campus. We're going to talk with innovative new pharmacy practitioners and soon-to-be pharmacy graduates. Connect with me on Twitter at Tony underscore PharmD, P-H-A-R-M-D, or on YouTube at Tony PharmD, where you can find over 700 pharmacy videos supporting my audiobook, Memorizing Pharmacology. Today, we're talking with Kellen Moran, the 2015-2017 Medication Adherence Fellow, sponsored by the University of Illinois at Chicago, UIC, and Takeda Pharmaceuticals. She's earned her Doctor of Pharmacy degree in 2015 from the UIC College of Pharmacy. Throughout pharmacy school, Dr. Moran conducted qualitative research in patient safety at the UIC Department of Medical Education within the School of Medicine. She's also contributed to community-based practice research aimed at improving the quality of care for vulnerable populations. Dr. Moran is interested in using outcomes research to improve medication adherence, and her current research interests include quality of care, pharmacy program evaluation, and economic modeling. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we're really excited to have you. I, I haven't had anyone on that can really speak to industry, yet there is so much interest from current students and students that may have just graduated in getting industry. And it sounds like a fellowship is really a way to uh, get into that world. So everyone's leadership road is a little bit different. Can you start with where you are today and how you got into that current position? Yeah, absolutely. I'm happy to. Um, so Currently, I'm actually in the second year of a fellowship that I started right after I graduated from pharmacy school. Um, So a little bit about my position right now. Um, It is a a program that splits between a little bit of academic experience and then a little bit of industry experience. So in the first year of my fellowship, I was predominantly at Uh, UIC um, training on some research methodology. And then in the second year, um, currently, I am spending most of my time at Takeda Pharmaceuticals getting some applied experience. Um, So it's a uh, definitely a very different path than most pharmacy students take. Um, So, you know, a little bit about how I got interested in this and kind of how I got to where I am. Um, You know, I did a lot of research. I've always been interested in research. Um, Even when I was an undergrad, you know, I did some different experiences with different researchers over time. Um, And then when I got into pharmacy school, you know, although I was pretty focused on the clinical training, I did some research projects on the side, as you mentioned uh, at the beginning. So, you know, those experiences kind of just reinforced my continual interest in it. And so when it came time to figure out what I wanted to do when I graduated, uh, you know, I kind of decided to pursue a a heavier research background and look into getting into pharmaceutical industry. Um, So, you know, a little bit different, and I certainly can expand on, uh, you know, aspects of my current job and where I kind of hope to go. 
what I guess uh, is seems most interesting uh, to these students or these graduates is that a lot of the dissatisfaction with some pharmacy jobs is the lack of being able to see progress. I have a position I, I hope to be in for the rest of my life where I get to every year see students progress from uh, not knowing too much about the industry or anything about uh, the pharmacy world and then maybe progressing on uh, after they get their pharmacy technician diploma or finish pre-pharmacy to a chemical engineering degree or uh, physical therapy or becoming a pharmacist. Now my understanding is through your health outcomes research uh, you are able to actually see how patient populations that you've researched progress based on some of your research. Is that the case? Yeah totally. Um, it's, a, it's a really exciting field um, and uh, what really caught my interest is that you know when you're doing when you get involved with anything clinical, you have a lot of these experiences one-on-one -on -one with patients and you can see uh, you're impacting their care on a daily basis, um, you know, as much as you can with the current guidelines and, and, and treating them to the best of your ability. Um, but I saw that there's an opportunity to kind of think about this from a more population Based perspective, um, and that was really intriguing and an opportunity that presents itself through research. So, um, kind of what outcomes research is aimed to do is uh, we uh, we look from a population perspective at how we can improve care overall. So uh, we're looking, you know, we're looking at using things like big databases, um, some insurance data, um, larger types of uh, avenues of gathering data from patients and we're trying to analyze that information in ways to improve outcomes um, you know and we're really trying to sort of push the envelope of care um, you know we're trying to find uh, a ways where sort of we're trying to look for ways to invest our resources that are going to produce the best outcomes um, so it's it it allows the opportunity to sort of have this sort of greater impact. So it's a really great way to sort of integrate if you have like a clinical interest with a little bit of a research or more like population health interest or a public health interest um, and sort of merge those th two things together and really see how we can sort of um, move things forward, you know, as a country or internationally. Well, I talked to you earlier and you are very proud Chicagoan uh, and uh, you're very excited uh, to be where you are, but how did you fit, you know, choosing, applying, visiting potential fellowships in your P4 year? Uh, why did you choose UIC? Uh, because certainly there are more of these throughout the country. Uh, what made you uh, decide on Takeda Pharmaceuticals and UIC versus some of the other opportunities that maybe you saw out there? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I do love Chicago. I've been here a long time. Um, so it certainly played a factor in choosing uh, where I was going to end up. But in terms of uh, just having the maximizing my opportunities, I applied uh, for these programs all over the United States. Um, and and really what it came down to, um, applying for fellowships is a little bit different than looking for some sort of clinical residency or um, retail positions. It's, uh, um, there's not as many. Um, so you have to uh, really do a good job of researching up front what you're looking for. Um, I was really interested in having a heavy, heavier um, academic focus and getting a little bit of training before going into 
the actual pharmaceutical industry side, which is one reason why UIC really appealed to me. They allowed that one year where you got to be at UIC and then that one year where you got to be at the company. Um, and so that was an important aspect, which kind of narrowed my choices. Um, you know, in terms of the process in, in applying and doing all this in your fourth year, um, it's it's a little bit streamlined um, that all the interviews typically take place at one at one time, which is a, a little bit different than for um, clinical residencies. So, like the um, the the yearly meeting that they have um, for uh, a. ASHP, um, they do all the first round interviews for fellowships. So it's a nice way to sort of pack in a lot of interviews and get to know a lot of different programs um, instead of flying all over the country and trying to um, learn that way. Um, In particular, why I chose UIC in the end was probably because of the, the campus itself in terms of there's a really rich research environment here. Um, we have a pretty good set of faculty at UIC, um, you know, that uh, is very knowledgeable in the area of research that I'm interested in. And they have a lot of collaborations with different people on campus um, in the Department of Medicine, with the nursing department, with public health. Um, so it was a really great opportunity to sort of maximize the opportunities to kind of collaborate, which is super important. So, um, and then Chicago is just great. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I always, <laughs> I always promote Chicago. There's a lot here, um, a lot of medical centers, um, and a lot of opportunities for, you know, working in different types of communities, um, and with different people. Great. We'll be right back. First, a word from our sponsor. Hey, are you talking to Uncle Bob for financial advice? Are you prepared to begin taking charge to secure your financial future? Hi, this is Tim Baker, a certified financial planner and founder of Script Financial. Script Financial is a fee-only financial planning firm dedicated to helping pharmacists and young professionals meet their financial goals. Budgets, student loan repayment plans, saving for retirement, it's a lot to figure out by yourself. Script Financial is a fiduciary that puts your best interest first when taking the proper steps to secure your financial independence. Schedule a free consult by visiting scriptfinancial.com. Script Financial, the prescription to financial freedom. Now back to the Pharmacy Podcast. Okay, I'm going to skip to a question I maybe had a little bit further down just because it it seems to segue here. So I went to Maryland uh, at the urban campus uh, downtown in Baltimore and uh, it was fantastic to get get that experience. I was a a suburbanite uh, going up to the city and uh, we had the University of Maryland Medical Center was right there and then two other hospitals. You talked earlier when we talked earlier about Geographically, how is UIC situated within Cook County and those other hospitals? It sounds like they're really close together. Yeah. Um, so the area where the school is, where UIC is, the, and the College of Pharmacy, um, it's actually located within, there's four medical centers within a mile. Um, and so, uh, <laughs> which is a little ridiculous, but uh, it's a great it's great for students and a great place to learn. So we have the Cook County Hospital, we have a VA um, Veterans Hospital, um, we have the UIC Hospital, and then we also have um, Rush uh, University Medical Center, all within walking distance. So as a student, 
there's especially if you're if you're interested in clinical uh, opportunities, there's so many opportunities to get to try out pharmacy in all those areas. And on top of that, there's all these other uh, uh professional schools around you, you know, different medical schools, um, P, uh, physical therapy, occupational therapy, nursing. And so you're, you get a really good opportunity for some interdisciplinary education. Um, and then furthermore, we're a very urban center. So um, there's, you know, you get a wide range of uh, patient experiences too. Okay. Well, that, that kind of segues back into uh, how does UIC itself? How did the UIC School of Pharmacy uh, give you those opportunities? Obviously, everyone has IPES, everyone has APES, uh, but what is it that you were learning? Because it sounds like you had so many choices that you were able to get the research component, the clinical component, all the things that let you get your first choice um, fellowship. And I know a lot of people are going to be competing here when they go to ASHP uh, in December. What is it that UIC did or what opportunities did UIC give you that made it such a great place and help you get that first choice? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, there's there's so much. Uh, I, I really feel like it was a great uh, it was a great experience uh, for pharmacy school. I would say that um, one really important factor especially for pharmacy, is that uh, we had a really great set of um, clinical faculty that taught us over the years. Um, And one thing that's really interesting about UIC is the pharmacists are very well integrated into um, the health system. So um, there's just a, and, and all of those clinical faculty have uh, connections for opportunities for research. If that was something of interest to you. Um, and they span everything from being, you know, very, uh, inpatient focused to being more outpatient focused. I know some people are more interested in ambulatory care settings. Um, we have a number of those types of clinics. So I think they just did a really good job of, of, of making those opportunities, uh, presenting them to us, you know, through the interactions we had with these uh, faculty through school. So they were they were constantly rotating in and and educating us. um, But it kind of also led to different avenues of, you know, people you could reach out to for potential opportunities. Uh, And and they really pushed us to do that. And I think that's super important. Um, Not that many uh, not everyone in pharmacy school was really interested in research, but I particularly was. And um, there were a number of people I could reach out to to sort of test out the waters there. So um, I think that there's just a really uh, diverse um, you know, educational environment um, and a promotion for pharmaceutical you know, excellence and, and kind of pushing the bar for pharmacy. Um, and that's certainly promoted in the environment there okay well what i want to get into now is kind of what the the fellowship actually entails i've i've seen a pharmacotherapy residence that i think was 24 months but in general you go pgy1 and then you go on to pgy2 uh, if you're going to do some kind of specialty and go on 
I almost feel like it's better with what you have, which is they're both both years are going to be in the same place. But you mentioned when we talked earlier, they're extremely different that first year, that second year. And then after that, you have an opportunity to become doctor, doctor, right? PharmD, <laughs> PhD. So uh, can you talk about what the difference is between your first year as a fellow, a second year as a fellow? And then you said it's very integrated. How does that transition to a PhD, uh, a very applied PhD, it sounds like? Yeah. Um, so what one thing, and, and I guess I just want to preface that not all fellowships are like this. So if, if someone would were to be interested in something that was more just industry focused, those opportunities are definitely there. But mine was I was particularly interested in getting some specific research training. So my my first year when I came um into the fellowship was was actually pretty heavy with coursework. I took a lot of courses um, on research design, um, kind of how to do how to do research, um, like more like population based research, um, a little bit into like statistics um, and, and how to be able to you know read the literature um, related to um, pharmaceutical products and looking at different. Um, comparisons. Um, And then it was also uh, an opportunity for me to get some projects um, under my belt by working with different faculty. And the faculty that we work with are have a very diverse set of interests. Um, You know, we have we have certain um, faculty who are very interested in like cancer epidemiology. We have certain faculty that are look a lot at pharmaceutical programs and and how we can improve those programs and what kind of value they're bringing. And then we have some people who look, you know, you know, at you know different types of chronic disease states and medication adherence. So really, it was all academic research in that first year. And then it kind of switches over in the second year and you spend most of your time at the pharmaceutical company. So the difference is while I uh, am doing uh, doing less of the research hands-on um, and actually more directing the research. So um, when you're at the company, it's a lot more of an opportunity to sort of give some input on strategy, research design, um, and sort of... M- watch the process as it happens from more of a business perspective um, and really exercise those types of skills. Um, they, uh, it, it's, it's very different um, in terms of the types of work that you're doing in the year one to year two, but there is some sort of continue, uh, like con- uh, this continual aspect that occurs throughout where you do touch base with um, UIC throughout the second year and continue with your academic studies. So in terms of the PhD, I've been contributing to coursework that relates to the PhD since I started. Um, So when I'm done with the second year, I'll have contributed two years to um, the work um, towards that. So the there is more work to be done. So at the end of the fellowship, um, I would come back and I will finish the the PhD program uh, in hopefully two more years. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> so so four-year PhD, not a five-year PhD? 
It depends, I guess. Okay. Okay. See, <laughs> it see depends how... on how quickly I do it. But <laughs> okay, and we won't go into that because you're never supposed to ask how your dissertation is going to any right. any graduate <laughs> student that is that is verboten. Uh, well, yeah. so all of these uh, students are going to be descending on Las Vegas. I think it is this year. There's yeah. going to be the residents, and I think a lot of people understand what to do with a residency. We've talked to Anna Shields, who got a great community residency mm-hmm. up in Seattle, Washington, uh, and. The thing is, is that with fellowships, though, it sounds like the path is a little bit different. Is there a match? Uh, is it just, you know, we'll call you after you've talked to us? Uh, how do you stand out? Is it a smaller group that you're competing with? Uh, what are mm-hmm. the idiosyncrasies that, that you can tell that are different than, you know, getting this fellowship versus residency? Yeah, um, it's definitely very different. Um, so I would say that um, there's a- ASHP for someone who's interested in a fellowship is probably pretty important um, because of the process called, um, it's called PPS. Um, it's I believe it stands for Personal Placement Service. I, okay. I might have that wrong. Um, but basically, um, it's a first round interview process that happens for fellowships. So um, I can't say all, but m- most fellowships will have a booth at this PPS, um, which takes place at mid-year, um, ASHP mid-year. And you apply in advance. So I think right around now is probably when that opened up. Um, and it's an application process where you submit your interest for different fellowships. Um, and then you receive interviews. Um, and these are usually preliminary interviews, um, like a first round interview. So then you att- when you attend the meeting, um, it's a couple of all day events um, where you are instead of like for residencies where you get the opportunity to just interact and network with the different residency um, the residents and the residency directors this is more of a formal process like you'll actually go in and you'll sit down and um, uh, an interview with the fellowships um, from there each fellowship is very different some of them do second rounds right there during the mid-year process and some of them have you come back um, at a later date um, it's very dependent um, but the the process is much more structured um, than uh, the, the upfront process is much more structured for fellowships um, than for residencies in terms of um, ASHP mid mid year, um, but otherwise it's a pretty much standard in you know uh, application interview um, decision process. If I was on the fellowship side of interviewing someone, though, I feel like I could tell very quickly in our conversation if this person was truly a researcher and this person had had research experience, and if this person fit uh, much more than uh, I feel like. If you're talking about PharmD to PGY1, I feel like it's a very similar set of skills uh, most schools teach, but I think that the research component would be much more unique to the school. So how did you, I don't want to say talk the talk, that's such a cliche, but how did you talk the talk when you got into that interview booth and, you know, you're there with the interviewer? How is it that they knew, oh, yeah, you know what, Kellen knows her stuff. This is somebody Mm -hmm. we totally want. This is a blue chipper. Uh, This is someone we want to get interviewed right away uh, for that second interview. What is it in your background that would make them think that? Yeah. um, So my particular fellowship, because it was so research focused, it was very clear that they were looking for some sort of research um, background. Um, But it did not necessarily have to be um, 
and I've actually recruited for it, so I've seen it from the other side. Um, you know, we're looking for someone who, you know, definitely has an interest um, and a little bit of experience in some sort of research. Um, but I think that there are some different types of fellowships where um, there might be more of an interest in um, anyone who's had some industry experience, like if you're more interested in pharmaceutical industry, to have done some sort of internship. Um, if um, And if not that, maybe to have um, a little bit more experience or knowledge about things like managed care um, or um, pharmaceutical industry. Um, so it's... It's really just about knowing, you know, if, if you're looking for a very research-focused one, you know, I would definitely say you should uh, you should try to see if there's an opportunity for you to work with a faculty member on a project. Um, you know, any experience is good experience for this. Um, you know, and, and, and just really find out if it's what you're interested in. I think that's a real big key for what they're looking for. Um, and then if it's more just you're interested in the applied side, um, you know, look for things like internships or, um, you know, getting more involved in uh, some managed care type extracurricular organizations. Okay. Well, that, that makes a lot of sense and it uh, really clears things uh, up quite a bit. I really didn't, I have to be honest, I really didn't know much about fellowships. I think they're kind of this other thing where somebody says fellowship and maybe they equate it to residency, but it sounds like these are uh, two very, very distinct things. Well, what, what blanket advice would you have for, for new graduates that are coming out right now? And um, let's say maybe they, they didn't go to mid-year and they didn't do industry. They've gone into uh, practice or retail practice, hospital practice, whatever it is. And now they say, you know, I, I do want to go back. Um, what, mm -hmm. what would you say? Would, would ASHP the next year be the first step? Um, I, I mean, possibly. I don't think that it's a def uh, it's necessarily the a necessary thing for everyone. I think that there's definitely opportunities if you go into retail or if you go into hospital or, you know, some other field, there's always opportunities to get more involved more in like the administrative side. Um, so I think that, you know, searching, you could certainly search for those opportunities within the organization that you're already in. Um, you know, and, you know, there's always opportunities too to get in touch with an academic research center, um, and, and try to find some sort of collaboration if you think you're interested in research. Um, you know, usually these research projects involve multiple parties. Um, so just looking for opportunities maybe within um, the realm of where you're working, you know, now, um, it's certainly possible to switch over. Um, and then, you know, if, if you can if you can go to mid-year again and, and, and go through the PPS process, I think that that's certainly, um, you know, an option as well. You know, I think that, my overall advice to new grads in this sort of like changing landscape of um, pharmacy um, is that uh, really leverage sort of like these collaborations. And there's a really big push for like sort of interdisciplinary um, medicine. So, you know, to not stay in the silo of pharmacy and, and see if you can collaborate, you know, with uh, different professions uh, and sort of differentiate your skills that way. Um, I think that there's a lot of opportunity in that. Okay, well, I, I know some people would be interested in uh, talking to you more about this. Uh, what's the best way that you would want to be contacted? 
Um, so you can definitely find me on LinkedIn, um, and you can uh, you could email me as well. I'm fine with that. And then just a couple of quick hit questions at the end, just to kind of uh, help people out. Uh, what's your best daily ritual to keep your work on track? Probably, I would say do the most important thing first. <laughs> um, that's probably I've I've tried to do a I've tried to be a to do list person, um, and that pretty much never works for me. It always breaks down. So, uh, you know, come in each day and, and know what the most important task is you have to get done and, and get it done first. So, I'm a morning person. My concentration starts to fail pretty quickly. So just to prioritize, I think that helps. So a to-do list of one. That, that sounds like what you've got going <laughs> well, on. <laughs> I know. But the thing is, the other things will follow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I well, think that it's just to keep the most important tasks moving forward is really important. No, I agree with you. What's the best career advice you've ever received? First of all, it's very cliche, but do what you love. I think that that was something that stands out from what from my path, you know, I was very torn between doing a residency and doing a fellowship. So when it really came down to it, what did I really love doing? It was, it was research and I knew I was going to get back into that. Um, and it's really paid off. You know, it's the second you start doing something that, that you're really interested in, you're going to do well at it. Um, and then the second thing is, uh, to find mentors. And I think that this is something I'm still working on. Um, but, the people that you surround yourself with, you know, someone who, uh, you know, someone who is just right ahead of you or someone who's about five years ahead of you or has the job that you want um, to, you know, kind of establish those sorts of relationships because uh, they've been in your shoes. Yeah, that's been a theme with the pharmacy future. Oh, really? Each, each person seems to have a person that they look to. And do you have a person that you could give a shout out to that, you know, during your time uh, was uh, especially inspirational, whether it was a professor or a family member or somebody that was like, that's the person that got me into research? You know? Oh, uh, there's there's a few. You know, I, I've had, um, I would say... One person, I guess I could shout out, is my advisor right now, Dr. Dan said at UIC, has been a, um, a really good mentor. So um, we'll give him some credit. <laughs> okay. And then what inspires you? Sounds like you've answered it a little bit, but. I'm just really inspired by the, it's kind of just the whole of my career. I, I love the fact that we're trying to utilize our resources to make the best impact on patient care. And, and that's what I want to do in my career. Um, and and I want to do it on a broader scale. I want to answer those questions that we haven't already answered. Um, and, you know, in terms of what's fun about being in pharmaceutical industry, that's kind of really exciting, is you're really working with innovation. You know, everything's really new. And um, that's really an exciting place to be working, um, you know, on the cutting edge of sort of pharmaceutical technology and knowledge. It's, it's uh, uh, certainly fun. No, that's awesome. Well, thanks very much for being on the Pharmacy Podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Okay. If you're interested in being on the Pharmacy Podcast, Pharmacy Future Leaders, please send me a tweet on uh, Twitter at Tony underscore PharmD, or you can email me at aagara at dmac.edu. Uh, if you're interested in sponsoring an episode of the Pharmacy Future Leaders, contact Todd Yuri at pharmacypodcast.com. We thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening to the Pharmacy Future Leaders Podcast with your host, Tony Guerra. Be sure to share the show with the hashtag Pharmacy Future Leaders. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.